Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Kayla Walton, Trisha Casson, and Joel Yarmish. And today we're going to talk about one of the primary missions of the church, education. You know, teaching the faith, witnessing to the faith, and passing it along, or, you know, informing others about the faith. But before we begin, let's go ahead and start with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for this moment together. Help us by your grace to be humble and docile of heart, much like you were humble and sincere of heart when you learned from Mary and Joseph. Help us to witness to your word that we may be able to receive what you give us. And we ask this, the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. We pray these things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, yeah, we're talking about education, you know, teaching, you know, learning, all that fun stuff. And, you know, I think this is takes on a great uh, import when we focus on Matthew twenty eight twenty. Go, therefore, and... Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them what I have taught, handed on to you. Yes, Kayla, you got very excited. I did because it, so the last part of that though is my favorite, and okay. it, so this Bible verse is actually my favorite verse in the yes. whole Bible. Um, and afterwards, after he talks about you know go therefore mm-hmm. teach baptize, um, he says, and behold, I am with, with you, you always, oh. even until the end of the age. And I think that, you know, in my own life, in my own education, that is an essential part because there are sometimes when, you know, going back to school can be overwhelming or, Mm -hmm. you know, the prospect of going back to school or wondering, you know, about school or whatever it is can be really overwhelming and um, or even teaching someone can be really overwhelming. But Mm -hmm. having that part in there that says, behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And that's it. And then, I mean, it's the Lord who's drop doing this work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't drop this mic. I think our producer would be angry. <laughs> so, I mean, and you have a, 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 a really important part of education because you're a principal. You're involved with the education of young. So, I mean, it, it's great mm-hmm. that we have you here to kind of weigh in on this stuff. And then, you know, as young adults, we have this opportunity also to do continuing education, which I know before the show began, uh, Trisha was discussing about how many times she gets asked what. How, what what do you get asked oh. all the time, Trisha? Well, I work at a I work at a teaching hospital. I'm a nurse, and all the time, you know, you get asked, "Oh, so when are you going back to school?" <laughs> yeah, like it's kind of like an expectation for mm-hmm. young people today to like seek as high a degree as possible. Or mm-hmm. I don't know how mm-hmm. to articulate that well, or, but or, it, it just seems like often I'm mm-hmm. asked. Mm-hmm. It's always like, the perspective. When we, are you going back to school? We we are very formable, I suppose, or like we have a lot of a lot of time ahead of us, mm-hmm. um, so to speak, to you know acquire a lot of knowledge. And I know right now, having been ordained and almost uh, just under a year right now, you know, I went to school for seven years. I'm kind of. I'm just really glad it's not up to me whether or not to go back to school right now because I would rather 
not at this point, just having been in school for seven years straight. I'm ready to just kind of work a little bit, then maybe go back to school I if I'm asked. I think the bishop's going to call Father. And like, <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Serious. Now that he station, said that, yeah. you better knock so, on Not only are you going to go back to school, but you're going to be an administrator at a school. Uh, and I do so not school wish will be your life. You, of all people, you shouldn't wish that on anybody, Kayla. That's the... No, I love, I love, love, love my job. I do. Well, yeah. That's good. So it's it's really really a really important part of the church's mission to educate, mm-hmm. um, which is I, I think is why mm-hmm. it's a very fitting topic for us to talk about because we're in a unique position in our time of lives. Joel, what do you think? Yeah, uh, definitely. And that that particular area is um, something that my wife and I talk about all the time. My wife um, is now a full time mom, and before her time as a full time mom, she was uh, a teacher. So she's been. Uh, in high school education for about four or five years before now. This is kind of her first year away from it all. And um, one of the big things that she, and I'm so blessed to have her perspective, is is how important a parent's role, and my na- my now role is, uh, in educating our daughter. Because as Kayla will tell you, the mm-hmm. person the um, person who's going to be the first Catholic educator of a child is their parent, right? Yes, yeah, so mm-hmm. they're... Um I cannot recall where this quote is from, but it I I think it's the catechism, actually, that says parents are the first educators of their children. And, uh, you know, education is absolutely essential, but it goes way more beyond the books. You know, I feel like the the knowledge that the children learn at this school has way more to do with um, human formation and, you know, forming good um, and holy people rather than, you know, good scholars. And I think that Unfortunately, in today's society, we can kind of tend on the whole good scholar um, mentality. Make a good, good scholar is a good person. Right. A yeah, good scholar is a good like, person. Or a good scholar is the one that you want to attain to. And really, in actuality, we need to be focused on, you know, being a good saint is is what we're called to. And if a good scholar comes along with it, great. But, you know, this, some of the most amazing saints were, you know, not even... They weren't scholars. I mean, that, right. that, that is something mm-hmm. important. St. Thomas Aquinas says you don't need intellect to access faith. You don't need intellect to be a good person. You just need faith. Mm-hmm. And and here's why it's funny, uh, is uh, I'm experiencing this now with my daughter who's very into the monkey see, monkey do phase. Mm. And if I, <laughs> if I sat there and I tried to teach her theology of the body or I tried to teach her whatever else, um, whatever high grasping thing that, you know, we as Catholics believe... Um, it would just fall. She'd just smile at me and whatever, mm-hmm. stick her tongue and out. Giggle. <laughs> uh, and giggle. Mm-hmm. But what she can see me do is she can see me love my wife to the best of my ability. She can see me serve my wife. She can see me treat others with respect. She can see me speak softly, speak gently. She can see me um, just live my faith. And I think that's been the one of my points of emphasis is there's like you got to be a, a totally better person when you have this this little person that you're trying to, um, I guess, teach about our faith. And I think you have a good, Trisha has a good quote on um, that entire acting of the faith rather than just speaking of it. Yeah, so um, Mother Angelica, who recently passed away, said something like, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, said something like, um, we don't work for letters after our name, we work for letters before our name. Oh, like, oh that, that is, is really so cool. Good. And, and just, you know, oh, like, I love that's that. what this, even that we can obtain letters behind our name and that's good but like ultimately we should be striving for like ST mm. before. Yeah. Um, and then just a quote from Pope Paul VI on an encyclical he wrote on evangelization in the modern world. Um, Pope Paul VI says that modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers. 
And if he does listen to teachers, it is because they are witnesses. So that's just, again, emphasizing uh, Joel's point that... Um, Actions I, speak louder than words. Exactly. My mm. mom... Never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> my mom... Did, uh, never mind. No. Uh, oh, I have to... I don't, Go tell the it's story. It's completely but, offensive. Um, okay. My mom um, always says those who can't do teach. <laughs> She's joking, Kayla. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know what? So Trisha and I just had a conversation in the coffee room about how we can be more loving to each other. And I'm pretty sure that that does not fall into that category. No, and I said it completely out of fine. context of like what my mom was talking about. Thank you, Mrs. Cass and little peep. No. The bed. <laughs> no, well, that did not make me feel alive for more, which is what you're listening to here on AM820 Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at noon or Sundays at 3 or online on demand at sankeyrealradio.com. Um, and we are talking about education, and um, I don't even know where to go there. Well, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people who teach can also do. So. Yes. yes. Yeah, and I, I said it completely yeah. out of context. It just That quote made me think of growing up when my mom had said that to me, and my mom... So many of people in our family are teachers, and we appreciate them. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> teachers are. I even wanted to be a teacher uh, at, growing up. So, like, no, it's a good thing because the th- what what ultimately teachers are in school are witnesses, witnesses to truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and more ideally in Catholic schools, they're witnesses to Jesus Christ. I mean, I know here in the diocese. Christ is the primary reason for our schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's that quote. I remember seeing that quote growing up, and I still see it from time to time. Like, Christ is the reason for this school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so important to remember that it's a witness to Jesus Christ, witness to truth. Because mm-hmm. if anything is true, it comes from Jesus Christ. Because he said himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No other way can anybody come to me can come to these things. So if anything is true, it has its source in Jesus Christ. So if a teacher is teaching truth, they're witnessing to Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah, and I think that that, that quote that uh, Trisha was, was speaking to was was more of a warning, and it was a warning that you can trace back to as far as Jesus, so probably even quote? before then. The one from um, Pope Paul VI? Or yes. The one? Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. well, actually, but I, I see them both tying together. But the idea that, I mean, even Jesus was like, you know, you... You, when he was talking to the Pharisees, he was like, you know, you follow these, you teach these rules, and you try and, um, you know, and you don't lift a uh, finger to help to help them, right? So, I mean, it's it's got it has to be both, and that that quote is a warning that, um, and I just think of it from my own perspective when I try and learn, and in environments when I'm trying to learn something new, if if I see these words coming from someone. Uh, to put it bluntly, who is a hypocrite and who I know is not living any of these words that they're speaking, those words aren't going to be very effective of me. And it's not going Mm -hmm. to be a very inviting message to receive. So if I'm trying to change hearts, I'm trying to educate minds, if I'm trying to do any of these things, and I'm not living up to the same standards that I'm demanding of those who I'm trying to teach, Mm -hmm. then it's it's not going to be an effective um, education style. Yeah, and I I think, too, that, you know, the the teachers who are the most effective are the ones who are able to love the best, you know, and I I see that um, just in a lot of the teachers in our school that, you know, the most effective teachers are the ones who the kids know love them. And I think that once that's accomplished, whether it's as a parent teaching a child or as a teacher teaching students, they need to know that you love them. And that you will do whatever is best for them. And in my own experience, like I'm still in school and um, the professors who mean the most to me are the ones 
who I know have my best interest at heart and who really like care about me as a professional and as a person um, rather than someone who's just, you know, showing up just, to show up. Just and there. I, I know in my own personal experience, when, I te- when I'm teaching people, especially people preparing for marriage, you know, a lot of times it's people who, you know, sometimes may not know the gospel, may not know, you know, what the church teaches. And what I always try to establish first is like, no, I care about you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't jump right in. It's like, oh, don't you? You're not living up to these mm-hmm. to these standards. You're not living up to these teachings. The first couple of meetings, just me getting to know them and letting them know, listen, I care. I want you guys to be happy. I want you guys to be fulfilled. I care about your personal well-being. And once that is established, like, then I'm a, I, it's like they give me permission to, like, challenge them like saying all right you're not living up in this way you're not living up in that way you know here's how you can attain these goals here's how you can live in conformity with jesus christ i think also to go along with uh kayla and father ventura it's this oh my god yeah so it's so important to know your loved and your well-being's at hand but also you know when i think about like my favorite teachers and i i don't like math you know mm-hmm. but i loved my math teacher in high school and i loved calculus and why did now do i care about math not really but why did i care about it then because miss henry cared about it do you know what i mean and right. she was so passionate about math and she loved to teach it and she it like you know she was happy doing it and and so then it made me happy and it made me want to know more about math and care about math so i think that that passion just like yeah just doing you know, I don't know, and teaching and caring about what you're actually teaching about. Because if a teacher stands in front of you and doesn't seem to care or seems like it's a burden to be there in front of you, even if she loves you or not, then like you're just going to feel like this is boring. I mean, I know two teachers that we both both experienced, um, Miss Henry and Mrs. Stevenson. I mean, I know on, on the math side, you know, I was I, we were in the same class as the mm-hmm. the uh, the honors math classes, but I was not a math person. I could not do math very well. I was actually she almost didn't want to accept me in the class, but I was on the border. But she said, come on in. And so my first year of Algebra 1A, it was mm-hmm. a struggle for me. I, I didn't get the grades that I wanted because I just didn't couldn't do it. And so at the end of the year, I tried to say, oh, oh Miss Henry, I want to I don't I don't want to continue the honors track. She wouldn't let me. She's like, no. Yeah, you're struggling. But if you went back, you wouldn't try anymore. So you have to stay in this class. I mean, she was a good teacher. She challenged me. Or Mrs. Stevenson, all throughout high school, it wasn't in any of the honors English stuff. You know, I was just in, in the regular honor, regular English track. Mm-hmm. But senior year in high school, she hunted me down because I had expressed, uh, we had a conversation the year before about some literature stuff. And she went into actually Mr. Timmis's class. I was in senior English with him, about ready to start beginning of senior year. And she came in and was like, you're go to my classroom now. You're in honors English now. And I'm like, no, I didn't sign up for that. Yeah, I, I went and changed it. You're in my class now. I mean, so it's like that teachers who care, who like mm-hmm. seek out their students and want them to be the best that they can be. That's, I mean, that, that's kind of important. Yeah. And if you guys were curious, the non-honors classes were fun at Fisher Catholic too. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, they were. Oh, we were. They, oh, they had my some, goodness. <laughs> they had some good teachers too. Whatever. Um, you were, no, 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 no. I mean, I, not whatever to that, but you were in some of the classes, yeah, weren't I'm, you? Yeah, I'm just kidding. You but, were brilliant. Thank you. Um, and <laughs> Anybody else? Any other compliments for me? Okay. <laughs> no, all okay. right. All right, buddy. You know, we're saying you're welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, but Joel, you were you you were uh, going on? Yeah, I was just going to say. Um, and and some of those same principles are now. Um, I'm seeing them a lot in, in my work, in my day to day basis, in in the quote unquote real world. Um, you know the the big the big thing that I see, um, and that I've seen in all the companies that I've worked for is that um. People don't leave, you know, because of the company. 
people mm-hmm. people if they look for something new it's because of the the people around them it's because of managers it's because of the people who are supposed to be educating them so these these things whether it's devoted specifically to religious education or regular quote unquote school education um it's it's all about how the message is delivered and with the authenticity that the message is delivered. And it's not strictly um, about the message itself, which is something really important to keep in mind, especially as we try and share our faith with others. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we share our faith, we are alive for more, which you are listening to on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. You can listen to us Thursdays at three, Sundays, Thursdays at noon, Sundays at three or online on demand at stgabrielradio.com. Um, and we're just speaking about education. And I think, you know, one, so I think we've clearly established who good teachers are and how children or how parents are their first teachers of their children. But I think now something important to think about is, you know, we, like Trisha said, we're not working for those letters after our name. And um, I think that, first of all, that's a whole mentality that can get, you can get easily caught up in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I myself can kind of fall guilty of that, you know, just thinking, what's the next thing? What do I need to do? What you know, what, what is it that's going to make me appear like I have all my stuff together? Um, but I think it's something else that is important to keep in mind um, is just, you know, as Catholics, we are called to be constantly formed. And so those our continuing education doesn't have to be at a university or doesn't have to be for a master's or a doctorate. It can be, you know, going to a catechetics class at our church, going in and listening to a speaker, looking up, you know, the Pope's most recent encyclical and just understanding that we are that we are constantly students, whether we want to be or not, and whether we're officially enrolled somewhere or not, like we are constantly we should constantly be learning because if we don't you know, we we cannot love who we do not know. And uh, yeah, and of course, like we cannot love who do we not know. So the more we learn about Jesus Christ and who he is and God, our father, the more we can love them. But coming from a different perspective, we live in a culture of utilitarianism and productivity. And you are mm-hmm. as valuable as your productivity and you are as valuable as what you can give back. And we have to like, you know, I think we need to be cognizant of this, like, yes, it is so important to know and to love the Lord and to become and get the highest education you can. But at the same time, like we don't want to get sucked into this culture of like, you know, like everyone at work coming to me, like, when are you going to be a nurse practitioner? When are you going to be a nurse practitioner? Well, like I'm satisfied and happy as a bedside nurse. And, and that's what's fulfilling for me. And it, it doesn't, does that make sense? Like yes. no, no, we don't want to get caught up into like, we need more education, more education right, right. so we can, be utilized to the world because some of the holiest people who can witness to like the love of Jesus Christ maybe didn't even graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Precisely. And, um, you know, th- that is, that is an important thing. Jo- um, you <laughs> know, sorry. Yeah, it was yeah, really sorry. funny because when Trisha was, t- <laughs> when Trisha was talking about not even graduating high school, father kept pointing to Joel. Oh, no, like, that's not what I meant. That's no, I, not what I meant. I, I, was, I, I thought Joel had something to say and I was trying to say, Joel, jump in, jump in. No, I wasn't saying you didn't check home. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Humility. I can, I can ask, uh, I can ask my mom to send you a picture of my diploma if that'll help. No, no, not at all. She's going to now because I know she's a very faithful th- listener so yeah uh, <laughs> sorry mrs yarmish i did not think your son did not graduate high school no uh, i agree i agree trisha the world needs um people and we in every everywhere if, of every level of education the world needs them um but as as kayla was mentioning before when it comes to our faith we can we can't we can't put the brakes on we can't say i'm satisfied mm-hmm. with where my faith mm-hmm. is 
we need to continue to um, aspire to a closer relationship with God. And I think what's important in that aspect is we've been saying the whole show that, you know, education um, is important, but what makes, what makes a good student, I think, is equally important. So we've talked about, we've talked, talked about how the message can be relayed to us, but what can we do to better receive the message? How can we be better students? And I think one of the, the first and foremost things is we need to continue to strive for it. We mm-hmm. need to continue to seek out educational opportunities. Right. And, and another thing, what makes a good student, I mean, actually we can turn to some of the, like, the early philosophers. You, you can go to like Aristotle or Plato, and like, one of the things that always makes a good student is that they say is to admit you don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that the first thing to say is that I know that I don't know. Mm-hmm. When we think that we know everything and we're going into something, it'll just be kind of, it's a block. That, that doesn't make a good student. Yeah, that's, that's actually a funny principle that I just recently learned about. Um, it's a psychological thing that if the less you know about something, the mm-hmm. more you claim to know about it. So, um, mm-hmm. so the more familiar I am with a topic, the more I am going to be willing to say that I don't know about it. So if you ask someone who doesn't know a lot about something to rate their skills between 1 and 10, um, on on average, they're going to rate their skills higher than someone who knows a little bit about it than um, what they would rate one to ten. So I think that's a a funny. That's interesting. Thing. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a principle there. Um, and I think something else too. What makes a good student is um, someone who does their learning for the love of the Lord. Um, and I in my own life, like last year, um, before. I, it was actually right after I had accepted the position as principal, and I was at OSU studying, getting my master's in something completely different. It was STEM education. So I realized like at that point I needed to like stop that master's and go to school for administration. And I had literally like a month and a half left in the courses, the two courses that I was taking. Um, I could have, they, I knew they weren't going to transfer. I knew they weren't going to go towards my new degree. And it was, it took everything within me um, to not be so bitter about having to finish these classes, you know, having to go there, getting these grades and and thinking for what purpose. You know, I know that the statistics class is not going to go towards my new master's. This is it, basically they were pointless. And it wasn't until I realized that, you know, it, OK, Kayla, this is not going to go on a piece of paper. This is not going to matter. But the fact of the matter is someone, you know, the Department of Education is paying for this. And so you need to use like that gift that you've been given wisely and you need to just do this for the love of the Lord. Like Mm -hmm. you you do not want to go to that diversity class right now because it it's not going to count on your transcript. But in actuality, like it can count towards your salvation if you do it for the love of the Lord, even though it was at a very secular university. And I think that made the world of difference in my life that month and a half and made it not only bearable, but somewhat enjoyable because I was like, okay, Lord, this is how I can love you. And I really don't want to go to this class on Monday night, but I know that this is what I'm called to do right now. No, that's that's precisely a good point. I mean, and, and as young adults, we, we are in that position of like either doing continuing education, like those of us who may be graduating college this year or going on, we do have that opportunity to, you know, continue our education in that sense, like being more certified. But that doesn't mean we have to in uh, on a, you know, on a paper basis. We don't have to take classes. We could be always aware of like okay there's stuff i can learn i mean i know there there are a lot of people who i've met say i just try to learn one new thing every day and they and it is evident in them because i always say i learned something new today this is what i learned Mm -hmm. and it's just it and it just it, it builds them up makes them more of who they are and so that's that's really what's really very exciting to see that um trisha 
Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I should answer the question: What makes a good student? Yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I so I don't know. Very. You're a very good student in school. You should know this answer, right? Uh, uh, y- uh, um, you, you're a good student. <laughs> don't even. I, I don't know what makes a good student. Try, I guess. Um, str- I guess so being in so teaching. I just teach a seventh grade religion class on Sundays, and mm. um, so I can look at that class and think, okay, like <laughs> what makes a good student? And usually, it's the students who um, aren't distracted. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like I think when we do things with um, single, I don't know, like. Single-minded devotion, focus. Yeah, yeah, our focus. I think focus makes a good student. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, I mean, and, Uh, you know. And engaged. Engagement. Yeah. But also remember, I mean, Kayla, you can probably talk about this. Sometimes people, there there are different ways that people learn. They need to, like, fumble Mm -hmm. with something. Individualized instruction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Got it covered. You got it covered. You you know what it's all about. (laughs) No, but I mean, I think that 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 is true. And, you know, as a parent, I'm sure you're going to figure this out very quickly, God willing, when you have more children. (laughs) <laughs> that all of your children are very different, you know, and, and the way that I learned is completely different than the way that my older sister learned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the education world, individualized instruction is like, you know, this new, not new, but like this this buzzword, this term of, mm-hmm. okay, someone may learn visually, someone may learn kinesthetically, so on and so forth. And so we That's have to meet touch. those. Yep. Good yeah. job. <laughs> we have to like meet those needs. But, you know, in our own life, I think that as disciples, we can think about it like that, you know, that I have to meet the needs of people I am teaching about my faith in completely different ways. And for some people that may be pulling out scripture, mm-hmm. for some people that may be giving them real life stories, for some people that may be like, calling them on and just calling them out, you know, for some people that may be really gentle. And I think that that is where we need the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to tell us where and how we are to effectively teach others, whether it's our children um, and teaching them good moral sound teachings or our friends and teaching them, you know, how to be good disciples, but just really like, how is it that we can incorporate the way that they're going to receive best? You know, know, and and the the primary teacher is God is the Holy Spirit, is the one who gives us the words that we need to say. I mean, our Lord said, do not worry what you have to say. The Holy Spirit will give you those words. Now, that's not saying don't prepare. I mean, that doesn't mean we shouldn't be ready or do our reading or learn. But in the same breath, it means being in contact with the Lord in prayer, allowing the Lord to speak to us. And, you know, I think this is a good, this was a good conversation to have about education. Mm -hmm. And so right now we're going to close in prayer and turn this all over to the Holy Spirit. Kayla, could you close us in prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most blessed Trinity, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of learning and the gift of teaching. Lord, we just ask for your inspiration and your guidance as we are called to teach others about our faith. Lord, I just pray that you may provide us with opportunities to do so. I pray that you may provide us with the words that we need and the actions that we should do in order to help lead others closer to you. Our Lady, Queen of Hope, pray pray for for us. In the name of the the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Until next time, God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni Sancti.